Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is an author and a professional storyteller. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Aaliyah Fisher. In August of 2021, I was in Miramar, Florida. I originally live in Miami, but drove to Miramar this particular day because I had a hair appointment. I was getting my hair braided. I had a weekend of events lined up and I wanted to get my hair done. So I arrive at the hairstylist's apartment and I sit down in her chair, have my headphones in. I'm zoned into my phone. I'm the type of client that I don't need to speak. I honestly don't really care to hold the conversation. I, I will because I'm not rude, but I'm the type of client I like to sit there, watch my movie, read my book and just be in my zone while you're doing your job so that I don't interrupt you and I'm not being a bother. So here I am thinking I'm not going to be a bother. She puts on a movie for her to watch as she's doing my hair. And 15 minutes into the hairstyling, her kids come home from school. No big deal. I mean, it's not my first time getting my hair done by someone who has kids. The kids come home. They are chaotic. Every five minutes, she's stopping from doing my hair to answer a question or to help them with this or to yell at them or to threaten. And me personally, I have a very low tolerance for rude children. My thing is, if you see your mom is clearly busy, if you see she's clearly working, why are you being a bother? Why don't you go do your homework or something or go play or just be out of the way? Because now this five-hour style took 10 hours to complete. At this point, I'm livid. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm frustrated. I'm antsy. I've been sitting in this same chair for 10 hours. These kids got me irate because they don't know how to act. And she ain't making it no better because this is your business, but you're not controlling your children. Like, tell them to go away so that you can get your job done. You told me this is not going to take long, and it's taking forever now. So anyways, she finally finishes my hair. It's dark as heck outside pitch black dark and I still have to drive back up to Boca that night so I pay the lady and I'm leaving her apartment complex and I get on the phone with one of my really good friends Brayla so me and her were on the phone just chit-chatting we weren't even on the phone for three minutes I'm showing her my hair because my spirits are lifted a little bit now because I'm on the phone with one of my greatest friends and we just talking like now my I'm not mad about that lady no more I'm focused on Brayla I'm focused on Brayla more than I am focused on driving. So I come to a red light in the turning lane and I'm talking to Brayla, showing her my hair, telling her about what I'm doing this weekend. The light turns green, but you know when the light turn, the turning light turns green, but it's not the arrow to tell you to turn. It's just green. So you have to yield and wait for the cars on the other side of the intersection to go first before you can turn. Mm, Yeah, that. That didn't cross my mind at all. I saw green and I went and I turned, talking to Brayla and turned. And as I'm turning, I see the car in the far right lane start to speed up, start to speed up and slam right into me. Bop. I I feel the jolt. I'm, I'm screaming. I'm like, oh, my God. And Brayla's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, girl, I just got in an accident. Like, I'm in shock. I can't believe this just happened. This is not my first car accident that I've ever been in, but 
this is the first car accident that I've been in where I'm technically in the wrong. So I'm scared and I'm nervous and I'm just so shooken up. There was a police officer pulled over to the side because there was some construction going on. That was the main thing. The The usual way that I take home, it was blocked off this night for some reason, I guess, construction. So I tried to figure out another way to get home while also talking to Brayla. I wasn't paying attention and I also really didn't even know the area because, like I said, I'm from Miami, not Broward. So I turn, I get hit. The police officer comes over. He's like, why would you turn on the red light? I said, sir, it wasn't red. He said, I was watching the whole time it was red. And I said, no, it was not. Like, now I'm getting mad because you're calling me a liar. I know it was green. And you were on the whole other side of the street. You couldn't even see from where you were. Now I'm getting upset, like, like whatever. Like, I'm already, I already know I'm in the wrong. Trust me. I'm not the type of person that doesn't know how to take accountability. When I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong. And I take that and I move on. But you lying now? Are you trying to make it seem like I'm lying? Like, I don't know what I'm doing? Or like, I don't know that I'm in the wrong? Now I'm getting mad. Now I'm getting mad. Because don't do that. So we pull over to the nearest gas station. Me and the guy that hits me. And the police officer, I guess he he calls backup or whatever. Some other people to handle the problem. So I'm sitting there in the car. I'm crying. Bawling my eyes out. I'm I'm so emotional. <laughs> because it's just so much happening and I call my mom and dad and they they're scared but they're on their way they know that as long as I'm fine they're fine so they get there they make sure I'm okay and I'm still kind of shaking up at one point the guy that hit me he came over to me and he asked me if I was okay and I'm in tears I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I don't want to talk to him I wanted to say I, I'm, I'm sorry I apologize for not yielding but at that time, in that moment, I didn't want to apologize because why did you speed up and hit me? You definitely could have avoided me, but you sped up. Anyways, police come. They hear both our sides of the story. I let them know. like I'm not like trying to lie or nothing. I let them know what happened. And they pulled up the traffic cameras and saw that's what happened. And police officer was really nice about it. He's like, um, I understand. Um, you admitted that you were in the wrong. Like It's not like you were trying to lie about it. And we saw the cameras, so we saw what happened. We're not going to give you a hefty ticket. I got a ticket for like $130 or I had to go to court for it. The officer gave me some really nice advice off the record on what I should do moving forward. And I took his advice and I actually got to pay for that ticket for a way lower price than what I was originally supposed to pay. I didn't get any points on my, my record. It was cool, but that definitely shook me up and I learned my lesson. Now I, I think I'm a little bit overly cautious when I drive. Sometimes when I'm in the turning lane now, I'm sitting there for a minute and my friends or my family are like, Aaliyah, you could have took that. You could have took that. And I'm like, baby, I got PTSD. I'm going to wait until all of these cars pass, making sure that no cars come in before I turn. Aaliyah Fisher with a story about a car accident. This is a great example of knowing when a story starts. Somebody who is not as good at storytelling as Aaliyah might say the story started when she's on the phone with her friend. But Aaliyah backtracked a little bit and said, I had this story to tell my friend because, and I was not thinking clearly already because. Now, she doesn't try to get out of responsibility. She clearly says, I blame myself. But 
she starts off this story by saying, I'm the kind of person who doesn't want to talk to, lets her do her job, and I don't like when kids misbehave. And, you know, she's very clear on what she likes and what she doesn't like, and that the everything is going wrong. Sitting and getting your hair braided for 10 hours, I cannot possibly imagine. I can't even imagine getting it braided for five. And then she gets in the car, and then look what happens. I found that amazing that you'd have to sit 10 hours to get your hair braided. I hope that included a dinner for a light. <laughs> and that's a good point. She doesn't <laughs> even say that her blood sugar was low. Who knows? But anyway, she clearly takes responsibility, although the situation with the kids is K. I like the way she said that. But she said, I'm focused on Abrela, on her friend on the phone. I saw the green light, but it wasn't an arrow. It wasn't her first rodeo. She'd had some accidents before, but this was the first one that was her fault. And then she is saved by the camera. Well, as much as she admitted it was her fault, she had a hard time admitting it at first that she was looking for an excuse when the cops wasn't as cooperative. Actually, I would say she was perfectly happy to say it was her fault, but the cops said it was a red light, and she clearly knew it was not. And thank goodness for that camera. So she didn't get a terrible fine. She didn't get a fine for going through a red light. I don't know what's the difference in price, but she said it wasn't that bad, 130 for, I think she said. And after all, that car did go a little fast. That is true. But the fact that she could argue with the police officer and have what we might call in horse racing a photo finish, <laughs> she had proof. Uh, there was an episode of the science fiction show Black Mirror years ago about how in the future everything that happens to you can be recorded and you can just go back and watch the videotape, except of course it's not videotape, it's a disc. And wouldn't that be nice if any argument with ha you had with anybody, any he said, she said, you could just go back and say, look, there's the proof. Yes, but I still think she got off rather easy, but, but she did have to fix up the car, so. I hope her weave was okay, her braids. <laughs> I hope her braids were all right, because that would really be a shame after 10 hours. But I got to say, I love her from listening to this story. I love that voice. I love that personal power. She's really got a strong sense of what's right and wrong and of justice, and you got to admire that. Well, she has a strong sense of right and wrong, but she kept on doing wrong, talking on that phone. But at least she admitted it. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a South Florida story they would like to share, how can they get in touch with you? Don't email me when you're driving, but email me at cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, -E, at fau.edu. And I'll give you simple instructions for recording on your phone. Our website has archived stories. If you'd like to hear some at wlrn.org, click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Mike. I'll see you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is an author and a professional storyteller. My name is Michael Stock. The public storyteller returns next Sunday.